Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for December 2nd. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric and I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore for free fantasy football advice at ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy on Instagram, on TikTok at ETOF21 Sports and like, subscribe, follow the YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting out more daily videos there telling you the best to lock in. How is everyone doing today? Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? I apologize for not being here last weekend, but it was Thanksgiving. I was at my parents. I had the nephews there, and my mom had a laundry list. She had a list of shit that I had to do. There's not a goddamn leaf in my parents' backyard. Christmas tree is up. Christmas lights are up. Um, everything's hooked up to Alexa. Fall stuff's put away. Backyard furniture is put away. Porch furniture is put away. I was doing a lot of stuff. Plus, I had four nephews I was playing with. And because I never see them, I want to spend some time with them. So I apologize for not being here next week. Uh, these ones that fall on water, there's holidays and stuff. I have family stuff going on. As you guys know, family stuff always comes first with me, so I apologize for not being here. Uh, some housekeeping stuff. As always, the ETOF21 Sports Show is going to be live this Tuesday. Beho, Brian Howard from BTV. He's going to be coming on. He will be the special guest. Thank you for everyone for that. As always, the podcast and the live stream are sponsored by Points Bet. If you're looking for a dependable sports book, go to Points Bet and with your first deposit, use promo code ETOF21, that's E-T-O-F-T-2-1, and get a 100% deposit match. Wow. So sports is going great. Um, interesting week. And we're at the interesting part of the week where we can kind of look to fill in some NFL futures. And that's kind of how I wanted to start this show. There's a couple futures that I'm kind of looking at that I kind of like. And if you've been following along, we, are, we did get the Giants at plus 300 not to make the playoffs. Looking at it now... They are minus 120. We're sitting on Josh Allen plus 555 to have the most interceptions. And we took Mahomes plus 700 to win MVP. All those ones are looking exceptional right now. Now, there's a couple other ones that have kind of caught my eye that I wanted to talk about and let you guys know that I have locked them in. The first one, I locked in the Saints plus 1100 to win the NFC South. Those that have been following along know I'm sitting at a juicy. 25 to 1 plus 2,500 for the Falcons to win the South. My thought process is the Saints have five games remaining. They So that means they do have their buy left. The remaining winning percentage of teams, 491. Their only game against a winning team is the Eagles. They have games against the Panthers, Browns, Falcons, and Buccaneers. That is three divisional games. They already have a game up on the Falcons. They play the Bucs this week. Obviously, this all hinges on them beating the Bucs in Monday Night Football, which I think they're going to be able to do. I, th- I locked them in at the plus four. I'll probably also sprinkle on that money line. I just think if you feel the Saints are going to win that game like I do, you're silly not to play the plus 1,100 because they're going to be in a good position to win that south that way we have two teams 11 to 1 and 25 to 1 in the falcons and the saints to win it um and like i said with them having their buy buy still to come i really think that favors them the next one i'm locking in is i'm taking the cincinnati Bengals 
plus 1100 to come out of the AFC. Obviously, Reader coming back helps out the defense a lot. Burrow plays at a night or day level, and I really think having to play these games without Chase the last couple have really elevated his level of quarterback play, seeing the field, getting Higgins involved, getting Hurst involved. Joe Mixon was out a little bit. He's coming back. The offensive line starting to get put it together. Maybe this is just my man crush on Joe Burrow with how good of a quarterback he is. But I'm seeing at 1100 from a team that's peaking at the right time, getting healthy, trending in the right directions. If they beat the Chiefs this weekend, which is highly possible, and I did bet them at plus two and a half, I think they were going to see this price just drop down and it's going to get in the plus 700 range. I'm seeing it right now at plus 1100. Since I like the Bengals this weekend, I'm going to lock that in. So the two futures I'm giving out for this week are Bengals plus 1100 to win the AFC and the Saints plus 1100 to win the NFC South. Now let's jump into the podcast. We have a phenomenal show for you lined up. We're actually going to be debuting a new segment. Brandon at Boston Boy 83, who dominated the NASCAR, is back. But we're going to be talking some hockey with him. He's going to come on. We're going to talk some hockey bets. What hockey bets to lock in for tonight, Friday, December 2nd. So you want to make sure you start out with that part of the podcast. Then after that, we're going to switch it over. My boy, Nick, at NAA Fantasy. He's coming on. We're going to tell you how to lock in your DFS lineup. And then David, a.k.a. Better DP21, comes on. And we tell you our best bets for the NFL this weekend. So let's jump right into it. So now we have a new segment in the podcast. Brandon at Boston Boy 83 ew, absolutely killed the NHL season, is here to talk NHL. He will give you his parlay of the night for Fridays when he's able to come on. This is for December 2nd. I have one player prop I like. He's going to give you a parlay. Brandon, first, how you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Absolutely. You? Uh, great Thanksgiving. My mom put me to work. All the Christmas lights are up. Both Christmas trees are up. Everything's hooked up to that Amazon device so she can just ask it to turn it on. And there's not a leaf in her backyard, dude. Dude, I'm struggling with that. I've, I've packed so many bags. I got to give my mom credit. I traveled for a little bit of time. She watched the dogs, came home, and there was six bags of leaves that she did. So kudos, kudos to mom's. So um, how this is going to work is basically you just give your parlay of the night. You've been actually killing these parlays. And then um, I'll find a player prop. I'm not the best at NHL. I'll be the first to say it. But, you know, go ahead. What is your parlay of the night? Parlay of the night, Rangers minus 195 against Ottawa. Ottawa is a sneaky team. They have beat some good teams. So, Still like the Rangers at home at MSG. New York Islanders also at home. So both New York teams minus 165 against the Nashville Predators. The Islanders have two red hot goalies right now. Still averaging, giving up two goals a game. Preds, not so hot. I'm also going to add the over five and a half goals at minus 130. I think it should be six and a half. So I feel that's low. 
So to finalize it out, I got the Winnipeg Jets over the Columbus Blue Jackets at home, minus one and a half goals at a solid plus 125. So your four-team parlay would be nice and juicy at plus 857 right now. I like it. I like it. My you have a player prop, but I'm gonna let you do yours first. Okay. Well, dude, you know, if you I I my, found a player prop, but I just want don't want it to be the same when yours is, so I'll let you go first. My player prop, I'm going to New York. I'm going to the Islanders. I'm taking Anders Lee over two and a half shots on goal at plus one fifteen. Okay. So it scared me for a second because I also have a New York, New York Islanders player. Okay. He is a starting center on the first line, which means he will absolutely be the center on their power play. You have Matthew Brazal at plus 112 right now for over two and a half shots on goal. So I'm expecting one or two power plays. He should get at least one shot on goal that, that way. And as a starting center, I like the two and a half. I think it should be sitting at three and a half, if not four and a half, but plus money on two and a half shots on goal by a starting center. I will take all day. Yeah, it's tough to back up. And I'm not going to lie. I usually don't bet hockey until the, um, until the playoffs. So this, this segment's going to, it's going to be interesting to me. It's going to challenge me. And I thank you for that, my friend. Of course. Brandon, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Boston Boy 83, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all of the above. Been rolling with hockey, ready to keep it going like the bees are right now. 13 and 0 at home. Yeah, your boys are playing. Killing good. it, dude. Um, and then everyone's asked me, of course, you are coming back as soon as NASCAR comes back. We'll probably have the week before a preview episode, and then they'll write us right into Daytona. Dude, you know, looking forward to NASCAR season, but more importantly, looking forward to this weekly segment with you and hand out some winners for the people, my man. Yeah, the less I got to talk about New England football right now, the more happy I am. So I'm glad to be on with uh, the NHL bets. I do just want to end it with this. You've shit on Mac Jones since he got in. I tried to back him. But today, mark it on the calendar, everybody, December 2nd, 2022, that I am siding with Eric that Mac Jones is a bum. And that will probably be your preview for the episode for the trailer. I'm gonna drop <laughs> Damn. Oh, I forgot this stuff's recorded. <laughs> All right, my man. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. All right, week. happy December, everybody. Cash some tickets. So we've reached the point of the podcast where we're going to be talking some DFS and some season-long fantasy. And just like he was with us last time, Nick, a.k.a. NAA Fantasy, is joining us. Nick, how are you doing today, my man? Great, Eric. Thanks for having me on again. Um, so we have an interesting slate. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit after our last time we had some people email and then ask if we do some start sick questions. So I'm always going to be posting that on Instagram and Twitter. If you have those start sick questions, you can DM myself or DM Nick and we'll be glad to answer them. These are the ones that were sent in. Um, now this guy goes, I have fields. If he doesn't play my best waiver options are Tannehill uh, Ryan Tannehill, Michael White, or Jimmy Garoppolo, who should I roll with? It's important to note that we are recording this on Friday, and Schefter just tweeted out that Fields practiced second day in a row and has no injury assignment. So it's looking like he's going to be playing, but let's just assume he's not going to be playing. Um, 
how do you if if he doesn't play, who do you think he should roll with? So I like I like Mike White. Uh, I know I usually don't go after a player after they had a great outing uh, the week before, but I think in this case he's playing against Minnesota. The Vikings secondary is very very leaky. Um, they are bottom of the barrel in uh, points fantasy points against. So I like Mike White, uh, Jimmy G. He does have some upside with uh, Mitchell out and McCaffrey questionable. Uh, so there could be some passing points there. Uh, and then Tennessee, I think they're going to feed Derrick Henry a lot in this game. They're going to play it like a playoff type game and, um, you know, try to keep the ball out of Philly's hands somewhat. Uh, so I don't think Tannehill is going to put up a lot of passing numbers like he has in the past couple games. So and. I think I think Mike White is uh, the possible play here with the against the leaky defense. Yeah, I would lean Mike White too. Um, Jimmy G, you know, there's obviously um, some concerns like McCaffrey's hurt a little bit. McCaffrey doesn't go, Mitchell doesn't go. Well, you know what's going on in the running back, and you hit the nail on the head in terms of Tannehill and Tennessee feeding the ball to Derrick Henry. Um, next one: AJ Dillon or Isaiah Pacheco, and this is a Full point PPR. Who do you like? <laughs> Full point PPR. I don't really like either one of them. Uh, Pacheco, you know, he they give him the ball, you know, 15 carries in each of his last three games, but he only has one catch. Uh, and that was last game for 17 yards. Uh, he had zero catches in the other two games. Dylan's got more upside in the passing game. I mean, they're going to give him some catches. So I guess I'd lean more towards Dylan if you're really hurting for a, a few PPR points there. Now, next one, Mac Hollins or Paris Campbell, half point PPR. So I actually like Mac Hollins in this because he's got 12 catches on 20 targets over the last three games. So that's good. And I think the game with the Chargers is going to be high-scoring shootout type game. So I do like Matt Collins over uh, Paris Campbell just because I can't really trust the uh, Colts passing offense <laughs> in this case. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's just a heavy rushing attack with the Colts. You know, I think that, you know, it's going to be a little bit more of a quote-unquote shootout type game. So, yeah, I definitely, um, definitely agree with you that in that one. Uh, next one. This one's a little interesting. Drake London or Alan Lazard, half point PPR. <laughs> yeah, this was an interesting one, too. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers obviously owns the Bears. Even when he's injured, he'll go out there and still put up an efficient game. He rarely throws any picks. Uh, Alan Lazard's going to get his targets. I think he's, I think he's going to have more opportunities to score a touchdown. He's going to get more targets in the red zone. The bears defense is just horrendous. Uh, you know, Mike white lit them up last week. Uh, Drake London. I like him, but I think Atlanta's still going to be going after run heavy offense with, uh, Mariota Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. So uh, I don't think Drake London gets uh, as many opportunities as Lazard does this weekend. And then also, excuse me, going back to our first point, it's trending that Fields is going to play. If Fields does play, we're going to assume that's a little bit more of a competitive game Yeah, between the Bears 
and the um and the Packers. So yeah, I would I would definitely lean Alan Lazard. I actually have Alan Lazard, so I hope it is Alan Lazard. Um, I have, I am too. So, <laughs> uh, next one, my boy, Juwan Howard. Actually, these are both my boys, Juwan Johnson or Evan Ingram, full point PPR. And I'm gonna say this. For those listening, if you're not following Jawan Johnson and his wife on TikTok, you are completely missing out. The stuff they do is absolutely hilarious, and it kind of mocks how everyone thinks an NFL wife should be acting. I mean, they have one where she wakes up, she's like, now I give my husband half cold, half hot water, precisely three ice cubes. That's just the way he likes it. Oh, look, he left some of his dirty clothes on the ground for me to pick up. How considerate of him. You know, just kind of stuff like that completely just mocks what everyone thinks an NFL wife is. It's they're they're absolutely hilarious. Uh full point PPR, Johnson or Ingram. Who do you like? <clears throat> if Juwan Johnson plays, which mm, that's a little questionable right now. I like Juwan Johnson. Targets mean opportunities for me. So he's getting more targets than Ingram before. You know, his last game against San Francisco, obviously, you know, only two targets there, had an injury issue. So before that, Johnson caught a touchdown in three straight games. Uh, and the stat for Ingram that I really don't like is he's only had five catches on seven targets for only 26 yards in his past three mm-hmm. games. And I just don't – I know the Lions are, you know, bad against the tight end, but <laughs> – I, I can't I can't trust Evan Ingram. Sorry. I know he's your boy, but I can't trust him. Yeah, I would lean Johnson here. Something that's interesting. Um the first part of the season, I feel like Evan Ingram was Lawrence's security blanket where he checked it down a lot of the bit. Now it seems instead of checking it down to Ingram, he's forcing it down the field more to Zay Jones. And we're seeing those targets that Ingram had go to more Zay Jones and his catches and everything. So yeah, I agree hundred percent with you. I would I would definitely go to um, to Jawan Johnson here. Uh, so that's it. Now, as always, you guys have any start sit questions, please send them to Nick or myself, and you know we'll always discuss. Just please include if it's standard, full point, or PPR, because people don't really realize that it's different. You know what I mean? Like if if this was just hypothetically um, a standard league, and it was. Pacheco against what's the pass catching back. I'm just throwing this out here. Jared McKinnon. Obviously, McKinnon won't have as much value as Pacheco. So you guys just got to make sure you include that stuff in there. Uh, Now we're going to shift our attention over to the DFS segment. And as always, this is going to be a segment where we talk about 50-50 and trying to build you a lineup that's going to enter you in a 50-50 contest and get you a winner. Now, why do Nick and I like to play 50-50 contests? because we're not going against the mass computers that enter 50 million lineups. It's just my best lineup against your best lineup. Top 50 get it. And this is how you actually build your bankroll doing DFS. And our goal is to generate 125 points. That's our goal. Pay lines usually 125 right around there. We'll start with the defenses. What are some of these low, lower level price defenses that you're, you're going to be looking at? So low price defenses, uh, Bears, Titans, Lions, and Broncos, they're all, you know, 3,700 or under. Uh, I usually 
like to shy away from uh, road defenses. Uh, I like to go with the home teams. Uh, so that kind of that eliminates the uh, Titans and Broncos in this scenario, which brings the Bears and the Lions. Um, you know, I like I like the Lions over the Bears just because even if Aaron Aaron Rodgers is going to play and I'm a Packers fan and he owns the Bears. So he's going to he's going to light them up if he plays and. I'd, I'd like the Lions a lot more to, uh, you know, slow down the uh, Jags here. And let's be honest, like the J, like the Lions defense has been playing better since the bye, their 14th DVOA. What they've been doing is they've been dropping Hutchinson's back. They've been moving them around on the line and they're blitzing a lot more. And Lawrence is actually a bottom five quarterback in the league when he faces the blitz. Excuse me, the blitz. Learn to t- if I could learn to talk. Um, so I definitely... Love that. Let's put in the Bears. No, excuse me, the Lions defense. I have my trusty FanDuel app up right now as I'm putting it in. So that's 3,500. So now what we're going to do is after we agree on that, we're going to switch over to our next position. And we're not going to go to the quarterback. We're actually going to go to the tight end. And, you know, Nick and I believe that it's better to play Kelsey or Andrews with the reason being that those guys, their floor is just so much higher than everyone else's ceiling. If we don't play them and someone, and we put in someone else, they're going to have to ball out to get to those guys' floor. So what are we doing at tight end? I got to go with Kelsey. I mean, Andrews, you know, he's been banged up uh, and his last four games, he's been tight end 20. Uh, which, yeah. I mean, I got to keep going with the hot hand. Kelsey is, he's averaging 19.7 fantasy points per game over his last four. Uh, you know, got to keep going there. Um, and plus, like, we also kind of feel that the Bengals and the Chiefs game is going to blow out. You know what I mean? We feel like that's going to be the game where guys go out and there's going to be a ton of points in that game. So, Obviously, with the injuries to McCole Hardman, um, Juju Smith-Schuster isn't 100%. Kadarius Doney isn't 100%. There's no true ground um, lead running back, goal line back. And Kelsey does lead all wide receivers and tight ends in red zone targets. So I absolutely 100% agree that we should use Kelsey here because we just don't, we do not want to use him and then him just ball out of control. So I think Kelsey is the play here. Um, So now what we want to do is we got to shift our attention after we've locked in Kelsey over to the quarterback position to decide what we want to do with quarterback. Now, again, with quarterback, what Nick and I like to do is we like to get a quarterback that we feel is going to score 20 points. If our quarterback scores 20 points, we usually cash in these. So the mindset is we're looking at quarterbacks that can cash 20 points. Um, you know, at the top of the list, <clears throat> excuse me, the top four, we got Mahomes, Hurts, Fields, Burrow. Like, tell me your thoughts on Mahomes. I like Mahomes. Obviously, this is this is a revenge game from last year when they weren't able to make the Super Bowl. Um, but he's, I mean, he's 9,000. Mm-hmm. And we already have, you know, you can do this, the Kelsey Mahomes stack here, but... I want 
I want something on the other side of the ball in this game. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think Burrow is a good choice. Um, but I would like to see what you think about that. Well, I mean, I really don't want to take Hurts because the Titans are so good against the run. Uh, flip side, we don't know what's going on with Fields. Like, who knows? What's not to say he plays it down and just is out the rest of the game? So we right. really, that's, that's too many variables there. Um, in terms of Burrow, your point with Burrow, the Chiefs struggle against physical wide receivers, play, and playing Burrow will give us the points that Higgins, Chase, and Boyd will score. Last four weeks, he's averaging 21.95 fantasy points, plus the Chiefs are giving up 19.1 fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I mean, we put Burrow in there, and we're getting all the production, and we have the other side of the ball. I don't know. That's tempting. Um, the lo- the real low-budget guy is Jared Goff. You know, the Jaguars do give up 20 points a game, but the Lions are such a run-heavy team. I, I feel Goff is more of a tournament-type play, a boomer bust play. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Goff's only – put up 20 fantasy points on FanDuel, I believe twice this year uh, or over 20 fantasy points. So, and the lions love to run in the red zone. So, you know, I think, I think this is a, I think he's going to lose a lot of points to Jamal Williams, to be honest. Yeah. He doesn't really have that rushing upside. Um, No, you know, obviously there's Herbert, that game could blow up, but I would rather target, a wide receiver in that game. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get from Watson. Watson, two is interesting. Um, you know, the weakness of the diner, Niners defense is that back four. I'm not sure how they're going to be able to keep up with the speed of Hill and Waddle. Uh, and they were shredded by the Chiefs. But could you see the 49ers playing a slower pace game? Absolutely. And then we just, Schefter just tweeted out, that um a lot that the um I'm spacing on the the left tackle Armstead is going to be out for the Dolphins, so I really don't know if I want to have have Tua in a lineup with no tackle playing for him. Yeah, that's a risky play there. So, so I think uh, I think we've just kind of talked our way into having Burrow. That way, we get coverage on the opposite side of the ball. We get the production from Chase. We get the production from Fields from Boyd, from Hayden Hurst, from the Bengals offense. So we're putting in Joe Burrow at the quarterback position. Now what we're going to do is we want to look for a lower price guy, and I have a lower price guy, and I'm not going to lie. I've been hyping this kid, it seems like, for 12 weeks now. Um, I like Kenron Williams. He, you know, He's led the Rams in carries with second in targets last, last week. The Seahawks really can't stop the run. They're giving up the second most receiving yards to opposing running backs. And I think he will see him in the receiving receiving yards. I'm looking at it right now. Um, the Seahawks on DraftKings scoring are giving up 26.3 points to opposing running backs. Yardage-wise, they're giving up in the receiving game. They're giving up the second most receiving yards to opposing running backs. And they're giving up the uh, fifth most rushing yards per game. It's a low risk, high reward. Could this be Cam Akers? It easily could be. So I guess like with 
hung his they tweeted out Woodford's gonna start and it's not gonna be Perkins. Warford gives the Rams a better chance to win. More of a factor in a passing game. This will open up the rushing attack. I kind of lean Williams, but if you want to put in Cam Akers, I totally get it. What what do you think? I like Williams because he's only fifty five hundred and it kind of opens things up in your lineup to uh you know it is a, a high risk here but you know opening opening up your lineup to some other options i think williams is the guy to go with and as you saw last week josh jacobs had a historic day <laughs> against the seahawks defense so oh i mean he had a phenomenal day they can't stop the run at all so i like kenron williams here um now is there kind of like a lower budget wide receiver that you are potentially looking at i absolutely love joshua palmer this week from the chargers as a lower budget 6600 here um mike williams most likely out he's trending towards out this week keenan allen is in so attention on keenan allen and austin eckler but joshua palmer quick nugget of the day 33 catches on 47 targets for 369 yards in his last five games with the Chargers. And this game is going to be high scoring, and he's only 6,600. Okay. All right. I like him. I like him. Um, What about – how do you feel about Nico Collins? I like Nico Collins even more of a budget buy here uh, at 5,800. In his eight full games this year, he's averaged 6.6 targets a game, which is good. And the Browns are 29th in defensive pass DVOA. So uh, he's clearly put himself in line as the number one wide receiver on that team over Brandon Cooks. The Texans are kind of treating this game like their Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, take they, out Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like I, <laughs> like for those that like I go on that dresses and salt pretzels live stream. I talk to those girls, and I mean everything they're telling me is about how the whole city of Houston is up for this game and how they're treating it like a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, it would it it honestly wouldn't surprise me if the Texans straight up win this game, I, I, I took the Texans plus seven. Um, I'm really interested by that Nico Collins call of yours. What do you think? Do you want to go neat? So here's the, we can do it like this. We can go Jordan Palmer or Keenan Allen. That way we get a piece of the chargers game. Yep. Who do you lean in, in that? I, I'm going to lean Palmer just because it, it does, it does open things up. Um, you know, in the lineup where we can, where we can add, um, you know, a couple other options in there. Okay. So let's go Jordan Palmer. Now let's stay at the wide receiver position. Is there another wide receiver that's a little bit of a higher priced option that is kind of intriguing to you? Oh, my high price option this week is AJ Brown at 8,100. I love the revenge game. Uh, I think he's going to get Hertz is going to target him like crazy. He wants Hertz will want AJ Brown to get a touchdown against his old team. I, I got to go with AJ Brown here in a revenge game. 
And then also the strength of the Titans defense is what? Stopping the one. Jeffrey Simmons is back. He's one of the better defensive linemen no one talks about. I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball. I think this is a great revenge narrative game. I absolutely love A.J. Brown. So for those following along right now, we got Burrow. We got Kenron Williams. We got Brown and Palmer. Kelsey at the tight end, the Lions defense. Right now we have a running back, wide receiver, and flex play available. Um, Let's go to the running back position. For our final running back position, is there somebody that you're looking at? And if so, why? I like David Montgomery uh, for the Bears. Uh, He had 15 15 carries for 122 yards the first time they played the Packers. Uh, You know, he's averaging about 15 carries a game with or without Justin Fields. So I think he's going to get his carries. He's going to get a couple catches. Um, But... The Packers are just horrendous, historically horrendous against the run this year. And unfortunately, I got to go against my guys and David Montgomery, uh, get him in the lineup. Now, I like that because I really feel that with Fields being hurt, he's less likely to run. I know he's been practicing. This is the franchise. You don't want the franchise to suffer some freaky shoulder injury where he's just done. So I absolutely love that. I think he's in line for a huge game um, and he's only 7,000. The Packers give up 23.8 points per game to opposing running backs using FanDuel scoring, which is uh, eighth most. So I absolutely love it. Like you mentioned, he had a good game the last game. So let's pump in David Montgomery. Now we got $6,300 left for, no, sorry. we got 12,600 left average is 6,300 per position. Um, Let's go to that last wide receiver. Is there someone that you're looking at that you're interested in for this last wide receiver position? So I do like scary Terry, Terry McLaurin again. Um, You know, I, the giants are 28th in defensive pass DVOA and they could be without two of their starting corners. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, they've kind of been leaning on the run a little bit more and their defense kind of slowing the games down. But I think Scary Terry has a has a big game here, um, you know, beating that secondary of the Giants. Okay. How do you feel about my boy Deontay Johnson? <sighs> He's uh... – you know, I like Deontay Johnson. He is 23rd in the NFL with red zone, red zone targets. Uh, do I trust the Steelers quarterback and offense? Well, here's here's my thing. Okay, I feel he's due for TD regression. And what does that mean? He's first in the Steelers in red zone targets, 23rd in the reds, 23rd in the NFL with red zone targets, like you were mentioning. And he has zero touchdowns this year. You know what I mean? He's just kind of due for it. He has the most scrimmage yards in the NFL of anyone that hasn't scored a touchdown. And you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of feel like he's due. Yeah. I mean, he Uh, is due. I mean, a guy like that not scoring a touchdown all season is kind of crazy to me. So, you know, he is due for a, due for a TD, at least one. (laughs) Now, you know, we got coverage in the, 
Bengals and the um and the Chiefs game. We got one side of the ball in the Chargers Raiders game. Do we want to look at a Raiders player to put in the wide receiver or the flex position to kind of help us decide on who we should go with for this next wide receiver position? You know what I mean? Like, do you, is there someone like you're looking at from the Raiders Chargers game that we could put in that would help us kind of solidify who we want to put in the wide receiver positions based on salary available? Yeah. I mean, we did talk earlier about Mac Hollins. Um, you know, he's a low priced wide receiver option, low budget option. Like I said, he's got 12 catches on 20 targets over his last three games. Um, so he's an option flex wise could get a little crazy here and go two tight ends in our lineup. You know, we could have Kelsey and Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau uh, has been, uh, you know, definitely an upside on the Raiders offense with uh, Waller going down and all the attention on Devontae Adams. So Foster Moreau at only 5,500. Chargers are a little vulnerable to the tight end. Um, so he is a boomer bust, low budget flex option for me. I mean, you mentioned that they're giving up, the Chargers are giving up 10.6 fantasy points per game to opposing tight end. That is the, where are they at? The 10th most in terms of receiving yards per game. They are giving up the, the third most. So basically, kind of touchdown dependent. You know, they do give up a lot of yardage. But they're toward the bottom. What are they? They are 14th. They've given up four TDs this year to opposing tight ends. So that's the thing. Um, how many, you know what I mean? Is he going to get that touchdown? If Foster Monroe gets that touchdown, I think we can put him in. Yeah. Um, you know, he had seven targets last game. He had three catches and he scored a touchdown against Seattle's poor tight end defense. Um, so, you know, but he's getting his targets. So, you know, a couple of games he's had nine targets, five targets, seven targets. So he's getting there. He's, he's averaging around 30 to 40 yards a game. So if he gets 30 to 40, his average, and he scores a touchdown, I think he's, I think he's definitely worth the 5,500, but yeah, it is a little touchdown dependent though. But at that price, that's kind of what you're looking for anyway. Yeah, that's true. I'm pulling up right now. I'm trying to find his. I mean, he's third in the team in red zone targets. Obviously, yeah. Adams one, Max Hollins two. I'm not even going to talk Kyle Walker because he's out for the year. Excuse me. And then we got Forrest Monroe, um, Foster Monroe. Um, Interesting, man. It's it's one of those tough ones. You know what I mean? Like, so how much is Hollins worth? Hollins is fifty eight hundred. He's fifty nine hundred. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. So I guess the question for this: Do we want to go Monroe, or do we want to go Max Hollins? Ooh, uh, you know. I think I think Hollins has more upside for a potential, you know, either big play or touchdown. Okay, so let's do this. 
So we'll put, let's put Hollins in at the wide receiver position. So now we're left at 6,700. Okay. So we got 6,700 and now let's look at the flex position. So the two games that Nick and I feel are going to be the highest scoring games are the Bengals chiefs. We got exposure in that. And then the chargers Raiders, we got exposure in that. Now we're at the 6,700 rate. Now we got flex players that are in this, in this range. Um, you know, Pickens, Edwards, Ayuk, Wilson, B-Rob, Watson, A-Rob, Hasty, Deontay Johnson, Damian Pierce, Cordell Patterson, Latavius Murray, Alan Lazard. Um, anyone that's kind of sticking out, do you think we should go two running, three running backs, four wide receivers? Where's your head at for this last flex position? I think we got to go at that price range. I'm liking a wide receiver. Okay. Because like, here's the thing, like if we're looking, we're kind of looking at the running back positions, um, the running backs, you know, we've seen Brian Robinson, we've seen his production kind of go down a little bit. Them landing on Antonio Gibson a little bit more hasty. We really don't know what's going on with Etienne. Now, if Etienne doesn't go, you know, hasty at 6,500 is tempting, but it's a big if um, Damian Pierce, we are, you know, that's the thing with Damian Pierce. Like we could play him, but it's a gamble. Just be, no, it's a gamble just it because is. they've looked so bad, but you know, I'm pulling it up right now. You know, let me pull this back. Is he boy. still, is he still top five in rushing yards in the NFL? <laughs> I mean, if we pull it up right now, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I am. I have to do my computer skills. Aren't the best. And I apologize to all those listening. Um, in terms of fantasy points, the Cleveland Browns, they give up 26.4 fantasy points. So, I mean, that if, if the Texans have any chance on winning the game, Pierce needs to have a good game. Correct. Um, and we don't want to go, we don't want to go with, if we're going with Detroit's defense, we don't want to go with Hasty. Uh, if Etienne doesn't play, we'd have to switch out the defense. In that Pierce case is well. going to be so under-owned. I think, I'm just looking at it right now, I think our choices are A, Deontay Johnson, B, Damian Pierce, C, Alan Lazard, or Brandon Cooks. And you've already mentioned how Nico Collins is getting more run than Brandon Cooks. So that takes yeah. The two Texans I'd be going looking at are Collins or Pierce. I think it, I think it's down to Sl- Darius Slayton, um, Latavius Murray, Damian Pierce, or Deontay Johnson. I think uh, I think I'm going with uh, Deontay Johnson or Damian Pierce. It's just your preference as to if you want to use a running back or you want to use a wide receiver. I'm going to go with a wide receiver and I'm going to say, I'm going to go with your little nugget of let's get Deontay Johnson a touchdown this week. (laughs) So let's do it. So the lineup, Nick and I are locking in Joe Burrow at quarterback, Kenron Williams and David Montgomery, wide receiver, uh, running back, running back, excuse me, wide receiver, AJ Brown, Max Hollins and Jordan Palmer tight end. Travis Kelsey flex. We're going Deontay Johnson. But if you guys like Damian Pierce, 
feel free to go ahead with him and my Detroit Lions as the defense. That's the fantasy. That is the DFS 50-50 lineup that Nick and I suggest you play. Nick, thanks for coming on and talking some fantasy. Why don't, they, why don't you tell everyone where they, where they can find you on social media? Well, thanks again for having me on. And you can find me on Twitter at NAA Fantasy. Make sure to give Nick a follow. He'll be here every week during the NFL season and into the playoffs, answering all your fantasy football questions and help building you a DFS lineup. We've reached the point of the podcast where we're talking NFL, what bets David and I like for, oh my God, we're already at week 13. Is that yeah, right? Man. Yeah. Jesus. So week 13, David at better DP 21 is coming on. We are an insane 17, eight and one. That is 65% handing out picks on this podcast. How are you doing today, my man? Doing great. Can't complain. It's Friday. Looking forward to cashing more after cashing all my bills under last night. Nice, nice, nice. I I had a good day in college basketball last night. I had a good day in college basketball, NFL. You know what? I I took Dawson Knox his over receiving yards, and I took I took the Patriots plus the points, and uh, I was an o, I was an O for yesterday. But yep, you know what? I did have a good day in college basketball, so I can't. You know what? Can't complain. Can't, oh, yeah. can't complain. So, uh, but we're here to talk some NFL. Um, my apologies to the people. Uh, you can blame my mom. You know, they're getting up there in age and we couldn't record last week because I had a laundry list of stuff to do at my parents' place. Dude, there's no leaves in their backyard. My parents have a huge backyard. There's not one goddamn leaf in that backyard. <laughs> all they're, all because of you? All because of me, dude. All, all be, my mom's sipping Chardonnay, pointing, and I'm out there with a goddamn leaf blower. Um, all their external Christmas lights are up, hooked up to a hooked up to whatever the Amazon thing is, so you can just ask it to turn it on and off. Interior, upstairs Christmas tree, up. Basement fake Christmas tree up, and. All their summer, not like whatever, like patio furniture away in storage. I, I have never done so much work in my life that Friday. <laughs> I apologize to you, dude. I was all over the place. Blame my sweet mother. But uh, we're here for this week. Um, for those listening for the first time, David's going to tell you a halftime line he likes. I'm going to tell you a player prop I like. And then we are each going to tell you a side that we like. David, you're going to kick us off, my man. All right. Very good. Thanks, Eric. Um, yeah. So like you mentioned, you know, I like to start off with like a first half play um, where I really like my attention this week is on the over in the Chargers and Raiders game. I'm looking at the over 24 and a half. Um, you know, I'm seeing a six point advantage uh, in our favor with this line right now. I see this line closer to 30 and a half, 31 if we're rounding, um, you know, and that's just kind of where my model is. I mean, passing defense of the Raiders, number 32 in the league, last one. And Chargers are going to throw the ball like crazy and especially check it down to Eckler if they have to. They have such a strong run and passing game there. Um, rushing defense for the Raiders is not much better, ranked 23. Uh, similarly for the Chargers, ranked 29th against the rush um, in their defense. And then their passing defense is only middle of the pack. So 
we were talking about two very poor defenses who like to probably go up and down the field quite a lot together on this game. Um, really love where that line is right now for the first half. Um, when I had checked it against the overall game, um, you have a much better edge in the first half than you do for the full game. I am still projecting the over for the full game of 50 and a half at the time uh, when I modeled earlier in the week. Um, my line shows closer to 54, but again, the better point advantage that we have is sitting with the first half line right now. So over 24 and a half is where I'm going to go. Chargers Raiders. I like that. I like that a lot. You mentioned Eckler. One of the player props I locked in was Austin Eckler, his receiving yards over Raiders suck, man. Their defense is good and the chargers can't stop a nosebleed. And if Jacobs goes, that's just going to even open open more stuff up. So I absolutely love that play. That's going to be a lot of points. I have a lot of DFS lineups going where I'm building around players in there. Um, My next one, I'm doing a little different this week. I usually give like an over under of, um, of yards, but this week I'm going to something different. I'm going to anytime TD. I'm going Deontay Johnson, anytime TD. And this is my thought process. Guess who leads the NFL in scrimmage yards without a touchdown? Deontay Johnson. Has to. Guess who's first in the Steelers in red zones targets? Deontay Johnson. Guess who's 23rd overall in the NFL in red zone targets? (laughs) DJ. (laughs) With that much opportunity, it's only, you know what I mean? It's only a matter of time before he scores a touchdown. He is the clear-cut number one wide receiver out in um, out in Pittsburgh. The Falcons are 22nd DVOA defending opposing teams, number one wide receivers. And they have given up the fourth most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers in the NFL it just makes sense to me that this is the week we see Deontay Johnson finally score that touchdown. So I like him at plus 220 to score at any time touchdown Deontay Johnson. Wow. I really like that, especially the value there. That is crazy. Anytime touchdown. I mean, Oof. it's just law of averages, positive. Ret- you know what right. I mean? It's like he's due at any time he's going to get one. So, I mean, I absolutely. Two to one on your money. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, what side are you looking to lock in? Okay, so for the full game, and I debated between two, so I might actually give out two on this, but I'm okay. definitely looking at this one right now, and I don't mean to get greedy, but you know, there's a lot of there's like a lot to like on the board right now. So, from a pure numbers perspective, you know, where I'm looking at is the Titans Eagles game. Um, I like where the line is right now. It has dropped against them, but. I like the Eagles minus four and a half currently. Um, Again, this team offensively is just putting out numbers left and right. I mean, uh, Hertz back there is definitely directing the game the way he needs to. I don't even care if it's a shootout like it was last week. Man is performing, put up numbers. Um, You know, the team across the board rushing offense. It's going to be very interesting game because you were talking about the number one rushing offense going against the number one rushing defense. Uh, I'm very interested to see how they game plan each other for that. Um, passing wise is where I think this game is going to have an edge. And I think 
uh, the Eagles have the better edge with that being at home. I don't try to give too much of a home edge in NFL, but I do like that factor for the Eagles in this case. I have them winning by better than two scores. So my model is showing them at a minus 11 uh, to win the game. Um, so that's almost better than a touchdown right now, just from a points advantage. And that is where I'm going to put my second bet. Uh, Nick, who does the DFS segment on the podcast, he is all over AJ Brown this week yeah. in terms of DFS. He doesn't think that the Titans secondary is going to be able to keep up with him. And I agree with you that the Titans are going to struggle. Um, defending it i think it's gonna be a high scoring game but you know what it's rare that you and i don't agree i gave out the titans earlier in the week at five and a half bet so you know I, know, I know you heard it i know and, and that's why when i saw i saw the line when i modeled this i don't know the other day it was at five so seeing the drop against me i'm like i don't love that but it does still give my numbers an advantage um yep. so and it's it's at a number where we both could win you know right, what I mean? exactly like, exactly it's at a number where we both could win, but you know, I respect you, everything you do. So, you know, you're seeing something, you know, so I respect it and you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens over there. Yeah. You know, it should be sure. a good game. I have, I have futures on both teams. So I'm, I'm sitting pretty either way, whatever team wins. Nice. That's cool. Um, My last bet is I'm going to one of the most intriguing games of the weekend, I am taking the Houston Texans plus seven against the Cleveland Browns. First factor is this. Deshaun Watson has not played a game for 700 days. He's had limited practice, one week of practice with his wide receivers and no like game work. We saw we saw this year with Burrow. Burrow had that appendicitis. He didn't mm -hmm. practice. All the timing was off. And he played all last year. He just missed like what three weeks. Now you're coming back from missing over two years. Yeah, I think the timing is really going to be an issue. I know that the Texans are bad against the run. I think Lovey Smith is just going to sell out and make Deshaun Watson beat them. For as bad as the tech, excuse me, the Texans are up against the run. Browns are also bad. They give up the second most rushing yards per game. This is going to be a great bounce back spot for Damian Pierce for him to get going. Miles Garrett has not been the same. If Garrett can't get to the opposing quarterback, you know, their defense really struggles because his defense isn't as good as everyone thought it was going to be. Right. And I go on a Houston, on a, on a live stream with these sports talk live South. It's based out of Houston. The way they're talking, this is Houston Super Bowl. This is what the, everything's talking about. I think this is a big game. I think you're going to see the Texans' best effort. I absolutely love them at plus seven. And I'll say it, I think they could straight up win the game with how bad the, the Browns have been playing. Browns are coming off that overtime game against the Buccaneers. But they won. And they won. And the whole, But the whole thing is, that was Jacoby Brissett's last game. The team in that locker room, they like him. Deshaun Watson, I've heard some rumblings. There's some guys in the locker room that aren't too happy with him being there that aren't too happy with the fact that hmm. he, you know what I mean? With what's going on with him, that yeah. he's there, there could be some issues. And Skafanski, I'll say it. He's not good. He's like 30% as a favorite. I like, I'll take the Texans plus a seven. You know, I've been watching this line too. Um, 
main reason is everything you actually just pointed out. One line has not moved since a few days from now. I'd, very interested interested to see if it gets better than seven for the Texans uh, going into the weekend or not, um, just for sake of argument of think of you know public perception of those two teams and who they find better and Watson coming back and everything you just named. Um, the the main area that I was going to suggest, and I love that you actually said that about Damian Pierce, was the fact that both of these rushing defenses are in the bottom percent of the league. You're, Cleveland's number 31 Texans are number 30. I mean, they could absolutely just run the ball against each other up and down the field all day. And I really, really hope Pierce does have a great day. I want to convince my dad to put him in his fantasy lineup for the weekend so that he can beat an opponent that I need him to beat in order for me to advance to the championship uh, consolation, you know, brackets and stuff. So, um, you know, just a side note to you, dad, when you listen to this later, but uh you know, personally, I have been watching uh, this line very closely. I don't disagree that I think they could actually win this game straight up. And, you know, even as awful as numbers suggest, because there is nothing that they're ranked, you know, above 20th or 25th really in the league across the board, whether it be passing or rushing offense. They, but I agree with you so much about the timing of where Cleveland currently sits with you know having Watson back in the pocket so that is going to be interesting but I also need Watson to show up because I got Amari Cooper so I need him to throw it to him like it's his best friend um 32% ATS for Skafanski as a favorite 29% ATS as a home favorite he just doesn't cover the number at the end of the day. Skip fancy just doesn't cover the number. I think this is a great spot. I agree with everything you're saying. looks like we're both on board for the Texans plus the seven. David, I'd like to thank you for uh, coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on uh, social media? Great. Thank you, Eric. Uh, yeah. Anybody, anytime I want to talk shop, you know, look, look for me on Twitter, better DP 21, same handle on Instagram, better with an OR. Until next week. You know, hopefully you can cash some tickets and have a little fun uh, trash talk back and forth during that uh, Titans-Egos game, my man. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. That is it for today's podcast. As always, I'd like to thank those who came on at BostonBoy83. Make sure you follow him. Great guy, knows his stuff. Great in NASCAR and great in hockey. Make sure to give him a follow. Also, Nick at NAA Fantasy for all your DFS needs. And my boy, David, at better dp21 also thank you for the sponsor points bet make sure if you're not on the points bet app downloaded it use promo code etof21 that's e-t-o-f-t-2-1 that way they know that i sent you also reminder the etof21 sports show is back live this tuesday night make sure to tune in for that i'd like to thank all you guys for tuning in, like, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, anything helps. I'm here to help you guys make some money. Hopefully you've been tailing because you know what? We had a hell of a November plus 72.2 UROI. Who's putting up those numbers? Probably nobody. I hope you guys are tailing along for the ride. Until next week, boys and girls.